Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, September 26, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. Are, are you sure? You sounded a little hesitant there. I, I was reading Tuesday, September 25th, and you said Wednesday this is 26th. Oh. Then I got confused, and then I realized you were correct, and I was wrong. Sorry, I must not have updated the saved this script before I sent it to you, but it is Wednesday the 26th, although we're releasing these in the evening beforehand, so it gets very confusing. Yes. Day is night, night is day, time is a flat circle. Uh, but anyway, on Tuesday, two uh, uh, national tours uh, for beloved musicals started their run, started their runs. Hello, Dolly started up in Utica. Dear Evan Hansen started out in Denver. Congratulations. Godspeed. Good luck. Good travels to everybody involved with both of those shows. I'm very much looking forward to seeing both of them uh, when they make their way through Orlando. And also, this is something we normally, James, uh, like to tell people about ahead of time. However, we didn't get a chance to tell them ahead of time. But yesterday, Broadway dimmed its lights uh, in honor of the late producer Craig Zidane. He passed away in August and uh, very shockingly, and we talked about it at the time, hadn't really gotten much of a mention of dimming his, uh, dimming lights because he was – although he did do theater, was very much – um, a, a screen producer, although a lot of what he did was of the theatrical variety. So very last minute, um, it was sent out kind of in the middle of the day. So I don't know if this was something that was planned or last minute. They did not do a very good job of communicating this, but we did want to make sure that everybody knew about that, even if it was after the fact. I wonder if they dimmed the lights of the drama bookshop as well. He was an author uh, of yeah. uh, uh, kind of before any of that. So it would yeah. be very appropriate if they did. All right. Uh, first up in the news, reviews are in for Bernhard Hamlet on Broadway. Yes, last night the Roundabout Theatre Company presented the world premiere of Bernhard Hamlet, written by Teresa Rebeck and directed by Moritz von Stupnagel. As we've talked about before, the show is set in 1899 as an international stage celebrity. Sarah Bernhardt takes on her most ambitious role yet, that of the Prince of Denmark, Hamlet. The reviews, James, as we were talking about beforehand, were mostly positive, more on the positive side of mixed than the negative side. Um, Adam Feldman of Time Out New York gave the show three out of five stars, and I'm not going to get into his review because a lot of what he did was a little bit of an analysis of the presentation of the character of Sandra Bernhardt. I thought it was really interesting. It doesn't It's not necessarily a review-ish. It was more of kind of a historical analysis, uh, but I'll let you guys read that. But it was really interesting. I enjoyed that. But anyway, Greg Evans of Deadline wrote, quote, as Bernhardt Hamlet widens its scope to examine the very nature of art itself, pitting actor against playwright, performer against critic, truth against commerce, it gets talky. Very talky. There are witticisms galore. A woman who cannot do anything is nothing. A man who does nothing is Hamlet and a good amount of genuine laughs. But points are made and remade past any need to convince. Lee Greenblatt of Entertainment Weekly said, quote, writer Rebeck and director Moritz von Stupnagel, keep the a action moving with brisk chamber piece choreography. The ingenious set makes the most of its two plus sides and supporting supporting players swan around in Tony Leslie James's dazzling costumes, crisp britches and white linens, richly piled velvets and shimmering silk. I've never really heard someone describe costumes that elegantly in a, in a review, so I wanted to include that. Um, then Matt Winman of AM New York said, quote, One wonders whether Hillary Clinton's unsuccessful run for the presidency played a role in the development of Bernhardt Hamlet. There's an obvious connection between the hostility faced by both Bernhardt 
and Clinton as they ventured into traditionally male territory. Bernhardt Hamlet is an inspired, timely, and interesting idea for a play. If only it had if only it had been better executed. So it seems like there's a lot of really good stuff going on here, James. But from Adam Feldman's kind of historical nitpicky about the type of actor or actress that uh, Sarah Bernhardt was um, to maybe the execution of the parallels between late. Uh, 19th century uh, into you know today's political climate. It seems like there's good stuff there, just maybe not as fully realized as it could have been. Yeah, um, they don't all uh, hit them out of the park, but um, you know I, I I appreciate these uh, these attempts at uh, at taking another look at our historical figures. I I think that there's much to be learned from a show that doesn't get great reviews as well though and i'm appreciative of of insightful reviews that are not mean uh sometimes yeah we, we uh we see reviews and, and and you know i've been guilty of this as well you know sometimes it's fun and evil and at the same time but uh i'm looking forward to seeing this i see this on friday night very cool all right, so next up in the news, uh, yesterday we got news about two musicals aiming for Broadway. Yes, yesterday producers announced that a musical about the life of actress Jean-Michel Basquiat was in the works and aiming for Broadway. The project, which is just the idea of a, uh, of a Basquiat musical, was interesting. But what was also interesting is that the show will feature music and lyrics by John Batiste, the band leader of the late show with Stephen Colbert. The show, which will be directed by Tony winner John Doyle, is working closely with Basquiat's estate and has secured the rights to his artwork and personal archives for use in the show. There will be an announcement about further creative team members and a production schedule in the future. If you're unfamiliar with Basquiat, chances are you probably at least seen some of his work. Um, he mostly was creating in the late 70s into the 80s, started as a graffiti artist, um, and eventually became known um, around the world as his works hung in museums internationally before he died of a heroin odor overdose in 1988 at the age of 27. There was a very good film uh, made about his life back in the late 90s, I think. Um, anyway, his sisters are working with the production, so they should have very good access um, to a lot of the information they need to put this together. And just to follow up on something that we talked about yesterday, on Tuesday it was confirmed that Cameron Crowe and Tom Kitt are working on a stage musical adaptation of Crowe's film Almost Famous. The show will feature music by Kitt, lyrics by Kitt and Crowe, and Crowe will adapt his screenplay. Jeremy Heron uh, will be the director of this show, and that's pretty interesting to me, James, because when you look at the credits credits that Heron has um, directed, it's a lot of classical stuff. He was Tony nominated for directing Wolf Hall on Broadway. He was most recently on Broadway with the revival of Noises Off. He also did People, Places and Things that was off Broadway uh, last season. Not the guy you think of for for a musical about uh, American classic rock, a British director who does a lot of classics and heady think pieces. Um, but I'm always interested when the productions choose people to be on the creative teams that don't fit what you would normally expect. If you say you're doing a musical that is probably a big showy thing that has a lot of tap dancing and you say Casey Nicola is going to be the director, of course, that makes sense. But if you're saying that you're going to do a musical about, uh, you know, classic rock in the 70s and you say the guy who directed something about Henry VIII is directing. OK, that's interesting. A little different. Not what you would normally expect. 
Yeah, and uh, we had uh, a, a listener that chimed in uh, for us. Uh, Brenda McGregor uh, yeah. corrected us on the uh, Almost Famous. Uh, he said, uh, Stillwater did play several original songs. Billy Crudup was the guitar player. So that was mm-hmm. stuff that I had forgotten. That's awesome. Thanks for letting us know about that. Yeah, the cast, the original cast was was great. Billy Crudup, Francis McDormand, Kate Hudson, Patrick Fugit, um, a lot of really good folks in that um, uh, in the film. But like I said, like I said yesterday, I barely remember seeing it. But uh, but that sounds all about right. But you're right. Still, that soundtrack had a lot of other songs in addition to the band Stillwater's original stuff had um, Almond Brothers, uh, Zeppelin, Eagles, Skinner, all of those kind of things on the soundtrack as well. Okay, Matt, what else do we have to talk about today? Okay, on Monday, uh, Goodspeed Musicals announced the shows making up their 2019 season, which will include The Music Man, Billy Elliot, new shows My Name is Ben, and Passing Through. However, the one that really caught my eye, James, is the Nell Benjamin and Duncan Sheik show because of Win Dixie. The musical has been kicking around for about five or six years now. I think early on in its development, um, John Tartaglia was actually directing. The show had always hoped to make its way to Broadway. It just hasn't caught on enough yet probably hasn't gotten the financial support from producers so maybe this is another step on the way to making that happen it will run in east haddam connecticut from june 28th through september 1st of next year now next up yesterday the broadway premiere production of american sun announced a veritable who's who of major celebs as producers uh the show obviously as we've talked about uh, a number of times stars uh Stage and screen star Kerry Washington, Stephen Pascal, uh, uh, um, Jeremy Jordan, and others. Um, but anyway, Shonda Rhimes, who created Scandal, the show that Kerry Washington was on for years, she's joining the production as a producer, as are Jada, Jada Pinkett Smith, Gabe, uh, Gabrielle Union, and her husband, Dwayne Wade, Kerry Washington's husband, former NFL All Pro Namdi Asamoah, who was also about to make his off-Broadway debut in Good Grief at the Vineyard Theater, Jeffrey Richards, uh, Kerry Washington's own production company, and more. I don't really know what that means, if anything, James. I just thought it was really cool, so uh, I wanted to mention it. Um, Should be a fun opening night party. Um, But anyway, on Monday night, speaking of parties, the American Theater Wing held its annual gala, this time honoring Andrew Lloyd Webber, and in the process raised $1,652,502 in support of the Wing's programs and the Andrew Lloyd Webber Initiative Legacy Fund, breaking all previous records. So congratulations to them. And finally, yesterday, to honor its 10th anniversary, Audience Rewards announced a new VIP membership level. Audience Rewards will select their most engaged customers, the top 1% of their 2.5 million members and offer them extra benefits, including the ability to earn points faster, redeem points at lower amounts, and ultimately attend Broadway shows even more frequently than they already do. Moving forward, additional audience rewards members uh, may also qualify for VIP status or renew VIP status for another year by earning 10,000 show points in any 365-day period. Now, James, I saw this press release and I didn't think much of it because I don't see a, a ton of stuff up there because I only come up to New York, you know, three, four times a year. And, uh, you know, I often get some press tickets, but I buy others. So I hadn't really looked at it until our friend Julie Musback sent me a message um, excited that she had gotten VIP status. So I checked and found out that I had too. I was a little surprised. Maybe it's because I take the quizzes for extra points. Um, but I'll take it. Uh, definitely some nice benefits in there, um, some discount 
like uh, not prices, but the amount of points you have to use to get access to the tickets was uh, substantially lower on some shows. So I was very excited about that. Anyway, if you would like more information on any or all of these stories, please check out the show notes at BroadwayRadio.com. I think that Broadway producers should take some hints from uh, Atlantic City casinos. And, you know, you build up enough points, you get the buffet. You go to the buffet. You know, there should be a Broadway buffet. I, yeah. I kind of think like audience rewards kind of is a buffet. You know, a, little, a little bit of this. You only, don't have to mess too much. I'll tell you, but there's a lot. A lot. There, I mean, everything is doing, you know, from uh, from, you know, grocery stores to gas stations to casinos. Everyone's got their loyalty points. I mean, it makes sense that Broadway would do this. And I, I'm glad that audience rewards is, is kind of leading the way on this because I've I've used it. I got tickets to see. Um, waitress, I got I, my upcoming tickets to see Torch Song. I got through Audience Rewards, so I've I've used it quite a bit. So I'm uh, very appreciative of of what they do. Well, you know, if you go to the Goop website and use your uh, Broadway Visa card, <laughs> you can buy the American Sun American candle, Express. the American, American Sun- Express. Yeah, <laughs> um, and uh, perhaps uh, you know, get some points that way as well. Yeah, maybe you'll help keep Head Over Heels open a little longer. all right matt why don't you get us out of here all right thanks for listening to today on broadway follow us on facebook and twitter at broadway radio and you can find me on twitter and instagram at bww matt and my name is james marino from broadwayradio.com and broadwaystars.com thanks for spending some of your wednesday with us i forgot what day it was and uh, matt and i'll be back and talk with you tomorrow (laughs) 